everyone, and welcome to Frank and Paul's BS Time, where we like to BS and you like to listen, I hope, anyway. Well, today we're going to be talking about a very tough topic. Today's topic is going to be Roe vs. Wade, and uh, we have two women with us today, thank God, because just me and Paul couldn't BS about this, that wouldn't be fair. <laughs> means we're in trouble, Frank. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, today we have with us a returning um, guest, we have... Jane, Jane Doe. Jane Doe, not to be mistaken with Jane Roe. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> She's back. And we also have a friend of ours, the Meg. The Meg is here. Say hi, Meg. Hi, everybody. And of course, we have my buddy. Paul. Hola, people. There Hello. We, there we go. So we're all here at the square table. It's not round. And uh, so... Anybody that's not familiar with Roe v. Wade. I bet it, you've got a ton of statistics, right, Frank? Oh, yeah, but we'll get to those later. Okay. But, but this is Roe <laughs> versus Wade. And uh, that was a landmark decision in this U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion without excessive Government restriction. Now, isn't that uh, a funny term there? Without excessive government restriction. So what does that mean? Uh, And I can flip a little bit on that right now. Uh, State of Texas has a bounty on people who give abortion help, okay? Now, what they basically did, they took it out of the politicians' hands, though they did pass that law, okay, and they put it in private hands, so they're kind of avoiding stuff. Um, and what's going on? Like if somebody at Starbucks hears you talking about having an abortion after, what was it, six weeks or whatever, they can turn you in for 10000 bucks. That's in Texas? Yeah. Mm. And if there's an Uber driver that drives you to that place, they can get ten grand out wow. of him too, is what happens. And it's, it's, it's like a bounty type thing. And if you want to go back in history, maybe just a little bit before the Civil War— they had something called the Fugitive Slave Act. It was the same thing. They had bounty hunters bringing these black people back. And uh, this is my opinion. I kind of feel this is like keeping women in slavery, okay, is what it is. And it's just redoing the Fugitive Slave Act, man, is what it is. Um, I feel you ought to have your right to choice. Nobody's forcing you to do an abortion, but um, the government's kind of controlling your body is what it's doing. So I'm going to pass that along. Who's got some other comments and opinions there? So, Paul, you're... Pro or against? I am pro-choice is what I am. Pro-choice. Yep. So I think one of the things we want to just clarify for the listeners is Roe v. Wade is one issue, and that is, is that legislation, I guess you could call it legislation, was it handled validly? Is it a valid law? But I think what we really want to discuss today is should women have the right to terminate their pregnancies, whether it be under the protection of Roe v. Wade or under some other protection, should the federal government be providing us with that protection regarding regardless of how the states feel, or should it be in the hands of the states? And I will come down firmly on the, I think the federal government needs to protect us on this one. And for one glaring reason, and that is suppose uh, slavery, as Paul, you know, to piggyback on Paul, suppose slavery had been left in the hands of the states. That wouldn't have worked out so well for a lot of the population either. So I'm coming down firmly on the pro-choice side for reasons that 
we'll discuss later, and that, yes, it should be protected federally. I think where I want to go with it is it's so large, right? There's so much to it. There's so many reasons why someone, a woman, should have an abortion, whether it's medical reasons or um, health reasons. Um, Where do you draw the line, I guess, is where I want to go with it. I mean, we're to the point now where you can terminate a baby at nine months, right? That's what's being well yeah but who's gonna do that in real life so that's where we're going with it i guess what's your what's your understanding of it of as far as what roe versus that you can that you can terminate a baby at nine months it's hard i mean i think first trimester is enough where if you know you're pregnant and it's the first trimester yeah of course you can have an abortion but after that i think it's more and that's where i say it's so it's so there's, there's so much to it um i guess as far as you know, just being negligent in the fact that there's so and it, and again, this is my opinion. I know a lot of people that are just irresponsible and just get pregnant and choose to just it's a, a form of birth control. Okay, let me just have an abortion. I don't want to take the birth control pill. I don't want to take you know any kind of precaution. I don't you know. So I'm pretty much. So I'm going to ask as a as a healthcare professional, I get I get very weary. Who do you think, what healthcare professional, what OBGYN doctor do you think is going to murder a full-term baby? I think this is a, I think the nine-month, 10-month, 40-week abortion issue is a, a red herring. I don't think it exists unless there's something dramatically wrong with the fetus, the, the neonate that they're not going to survive anyway. What doctor... First of all, what woman is going to carry the term and then say, you know what, I changed my mind, kill this baby? It's I, not I actually going know, to happen. I know, of, uh, <laughs> I know of people that would do that, wow. unfortunately. Yeah. Wow. You, you, I do, and it does exist. I'm sure it, really it exists in the, in, the, in the infinitesimally small percentage because lots of terrible things do, but your, your average healthcare worker, you, the vast majority of them are not going to murder a full-term baby, not just because. I see your point, yeah. Correct. Who I mean, do you think these people are? They 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 take an oath to protect life, uh, you know. And I think that to speak to your point, the simplest thing is if there comes a point where you're no longer, you should no longer be performing an abortion. You should be performing a delivery. And I don't really see that as a terribly controversial issue. I think that a lot of obstetricians, midwives, whatnot, there's well, midwives wouldn't do abortions. I don't, actually, I don't know, but I think that there comes a point where this is now a delivery. It is not. It is not a human sacrifice. <laughs> you know. I, well, I, a lot of states have uh, rules on how long you can be alone before you can have an mm-hmm. abortion. Mm-hmm. So, can I ask you a dumb, dumb, can, uh, yeah. dumb question? What's there your, are what's no a, dumb questions. Okay. <laughs> Only dumb answers. Uh, <laughs> trimester, what is that time-wise? Uh, the first trimester is, I, had to think, I think, the first 12 weeks. Okay. Yeah. So you would know that you were pregnant exactly. by then? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. You have to know. Yeah, because Texas, it was six weeks. And the thing I read, a lot of people, women, wouldn't even know they're pregnant six weeks. Six sometimes. weeks, yeah. I, I would uh, say you probably might not know, but uh, at 12 weeks, uh, you, you got to okay. know. Okay. Okay. I actually, I work with yeah. kids, I, and I have actually met women who did not know they were pregnant up until the point that they delivered the baby. So, it happens. I know somebody like that, that too. Yeah. A friend of mine, we graduated together. Um, she was like, oh, I just had a baby. I didn't know I was pregnant. I was like, how do you not know you're pregnant? It I happens. Know, I know somebody else, the same thing. Yeah, they didn't know. So I, I find that hard to believe, though. So I'm on the opposite. Like, you, you know you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my opinion. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that... Um, at this point in time, like 
it's the the cutoff date for an abortion for, by and large is 24 weeks. Now, as someone who has worked with children born at 23, 24 weeks, I think we've hit that point where you have to push back the timeline a bit. Because if you can deliver a 23 or 24 week child and they are viable and they are, and some of them do, some of them don't do well, but some of them do extremely well. So pushing back the timeline a bit, I know it's been talked about maybe to 16 weeks. That strikes me as fair and valid. But I think that one of the issues is for people is, are you doing away with a human being at any phase at, at fertilization of the egg? Yeah. 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 Are you doing away with a human being or are you doing away with a cluster of cells? And that I think is the sticking point for a lot of the, I'm not going to call them pro-lifers because we're all pro-life folks. We are all pro-life, but the pro-birth people, I feel like uh, that it, it is murder of a human being and that I don't know what to do with that. I think, Frank, we haven't gotten your take on... Uh, <laughs> Let's hear it, Frank. I'm sure. Yeah, Frank, we haven't gotten that one Go yet. ahead, Frank. Well, I cannot logically make it my own decision on whether I'm for or against it. I'm kind of really, for the first time in my life, neutral on this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Based which, on? Based on, I do believe that everybody should have their rights. But then that's a contradiction of terms because mm-hmm. what about the fetus? What yep. about the fetus rights? I agree. So every time I start thinking about an argument, I counter argue myself on every point. And then I say, well, you know what? I just better stay neutral because I can't defend my decision either way. So I would, I would, I actually have thoughts on what about the fetal rights, and that is what is so special about the fetus? There is no other point in life where you ever have the right to co-opt another human being's body, ever. The second that child is born, suppose that child is born and needs a transfusion from the mother immediately because, you know, for whatever, I'm just making it up. The mother can just say, you know what, I didn't want this kid in the first place. No. And she has a right to do that. Nobody has a right to your body except the fetus, except the preg- during pregnancy. Why is the uterus public property? Well, then uh, you get into all kind of things here that I have mm-hmm. printed out on that. Wonderful. <laughs> it's so large. It's Wonderful. So large. Roll with it. How many of those reli- are religious-based, uh, well, Frank? Right. You have to throw no. all the religious ones out the window. No, no, no none, none of anything that I have here is religious-based. Great. It's more morally-based, more uh, people's opinion-based. Well, everybody and, knows where the religious aspect of this goes to. Yep. And I guess I'm going to go here with this. For a woman to be able to make the decision to have an abortion, how many abortions can you have when it comes to like actually abusing that? Well, let me ask you this. If you have someone who is so irresponsible that they have abortion after abortion after abortion... Do you want them to become a mother? What chance does a child have? Well, when we talk about government, like when does the government step in and say, okay, how are we going to monitor this? Like this is not ethical, I don't think, and we need to do something about this. You you have six, seven, eight, nine abortions. You should be like, have your tubes tied. But don't don't forget one thing. This whole thing started because they said they wanted to have, they didn't want 
excessive government mm-hmm. restrictions. Yeah. But that's like China. They restrict you if it probably no more, but you were restricted to one child, two child, I forget what it was. One child, yeah. How'd they do that? They tie your tubes or yeah. whatever after your second kid or whatever? Yeah. Uh that well, was law. Well, there was those stories that you hear of the people like taking the babies and just destroying them themselves. Uh-huh. If they had a girl. Yeah. Yeah. A girl. Yeah. yeah. That's why there's a shortage of females yeah. in China. Yeah. Right. They, I, I agree that someone who repeatedly has abortions, that's a terrible thing. But and it's what, on taxpayers. You're right. Yeah. It's on taxpayers that are funny, you know, the not-for-profit. Well, you're, you're assuming that the person's also on Medicaid. You're not, you're not assuming necessarily. they don't. Yeah. Not you're, necessarily. You're, they may have insurance. They're too afraid to, you know, go to their doctor and say, I want, you know, or, you know, they just. Oh, you assume they're going to a free clinic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's, sh- first of all, I think it's a terrible thing if you don't get your act together, but why should there be a limit on it? Now, when you said, uh, go- going back, nobody brought up the point about, you remember Baby K? No. I do I do not, no. no. What is that? Baby K was kind of like the flip side of this Roe versus Wade, hmm. where... Um, the mother and the father were told by the physicians that the baby had problems. And the baby was actually born without part of the spinal cord mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. and pretty much non-functional. But the parents didn't want to have an abortion because of their religious rights. But they were fighting to terminate the kid because they knew that the kid would not have a Decent life. Decent life. Yeah. Who's who's the they that were fighting to the, terminate? The, I believe it was the doctors in okay. the state, whatever state it was. Okay. Um, I have it up here somewhere, but I don't have it right now. But that's kind of like the flip side. And the baby wound up dying. I think after two years of being on a vent and all that kind of stuff, never had a never had a real life because it didn't have. Frank, I I can address this because I've worked with baby K's. And I've worked with families where the mother, where it was recommended by the doctors to terminate the pregnancy. And sometimes the mothers choose not to, despite the doctor's recommendation, because they have the choice. They have the choice, they, right. The choice is not being taken away from women carrying problematical fetuses. They have the information. They make their own choice. But is, So what about baby K? So... But what about Baby K's rights? How do you know that Baby K would want to have a life that isn't a life? It's just a being. I don't believe that it's a relevant part of... I mean, are you saying you want to flip it and say, should we have mandatory abortions in certain cases? No, not mandatory, but... Yeah, you you do how. How many kids have ever said, I didn't ask to be born uh, <laughs> well, was... in adolescence? But I think that it's one thing to, you cannot second guess whether a baby is going to want to you know, value its life or not, but you can sure hear from the mothers whether they want to carry that pregnancy or not. And I'm going to come back to what gives the the government the the authority to say the fetus gets to decide, not you. You are an incubator first and a woman second and an autonomous human being second. Your uterus is, what you do with your uterus is our decision. But again, to to what well, timeline in the pregnancy well, do you say you draw that line? Well, here's the key question. And we've said this before. 
when does a human being become a person? That's the key. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I don't the think it is. Key. I don't think it is. When does a one human being have the right to co-opt another human being's body? When? Well, that's slavery. Well, that's part of the 14th Amendment. That one human being has the right to co-opt no, no, another human being. No, that's the right to privacy is the what right it to, is. Yeah. Not only the right of privacy, but uh, let's look up the 14th Amendment here. Well, that was, that was why they, they installed Roe versus Wade. That's why the... Uh, right. My understanding of Roe v. Wade is it's actually kind of a weak argument for the right to abortion. At least that's what I've been reading. Oh, Frank, on the internet. But, but that's what I've been reading, that maybe Roe v. Wade is well, not well, going has, to be the definitive decision here. Yeah. But it was a seven to one decision in that favor. That's pretty mm-hmm. big, yeah. That is big. Yeah. Well, the 14th Amendment is... Uh, state shall not deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Well, that's a tough one because you're depriving the fetus of life and you're depriving the woman of liberty. There's just a, like so, I'm saying, everything, so. <laughs> everything you can pose an argument either way on every single point of this. Well, my point is, why does the fetus, and I'm, I'm really would like to hear an answer. Why does the fetus, why does the woman give up the right to personal autonomy? Why does the fetus trump that woman's right? That's well, the, think, that's a sticky if you could, question. If you yeah. could remove the fetus and put it in an artificial womb and grow it, that's <laughs> great. But I don't think anybody's working on inventing that. Why does one human being, and you can say they're a human at inception, why do they have the right to co-opt another human being's body? Well, that's the whole thing, the right to life. That is the sticky point. Mm-hmm. If I sneak up on you in the middle of the night, hook myself up to you because you need a kid, I need a kidney, and you can like you know whatever provide me with that service. You have every right to unhook <laughs> me. I don't have any right to co-opt your body for my needs. None. Well, the, that the, doesn't that doesn't give me you know even if I'm going to die. Well, the the right to life is grounded in the ability to plan and anticipate one's future. Well, a cluster of cells doesn't plan and anticipate one's. It never future. got a chance. So if you abort, it, it can't, it, you can't prove that it ever would be able to either. I think well, a lot it, of this has to come down to being responsible well, and practicing. Yeah. But how many people are responsible? Well, I think that's something <laughs> to think about when you think about being responsible and then you making that decision, mm-hmm. it all plays a factor into that. I think a, I, I agree. First of all, I agree. It would be nice if we were all perfectly responsible, but when you have a 14-year-old getting pregnant or you have some stressed out... I I don't think people get... Women get pregnant on purpose just to be irresponsible. You forget to take your pill. We're going to look at some statistics Let's look at the statistics on on that. Uh, (laughs) But nobody enjoys having an abortion. No, I don't think any woman (laughs) wants to have an abortion. I don't think that's something that they want to choose. Obviously they want to because this is why the whole reason there's Roe versus Wade. No, like want to versus need need to. to. Feel that they need to. Well, let's... Deep down, I don't think any woman seriously wants to go, number one, through that. Number two... Did anybody do any research into Jane Roe? No, actually. No. No. It's fascinating. Okay. She so didn't have an abortion. Okay. She had the baby. Okay. She never planned on having an abortion. The two lawyers that were women wanted to make a, a, case. a name yeah, for they, themselves. They, they Good, were, for they, they Good for her. Good for her. Yeah, they were looking yeah. for somebody who they didn't... Ha- they were looking for somebody who they didn't have a tie with 
originally okay. They weren't luring him in, and they found uh, Jane Doe, and she went she went along with it. You're right. I did read I'd, that. I'd be happy to be Jane Doe. Yeah. I think who that's was, a yeah. right that needed to get fought yeah. for. Good who for was her. A, who was a criminal, by the way? So that what? Okay. Was a criminal. Okay. So what? And became an anti-abortionist. Okay. Yes, she was. Okay. 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 Fine, fine for her, but but the somebody needed to be the spokesperson or the the figurehead for that, and it was this individual. Well, don't so you what? think that you would find someone a little bit better than uh, whatever her name was? I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. But it doesn't there, but, matter. But there but, were a bunch of reasons why they, they they had a hard time selecting somebody. Uh, there were legal reasons because that they couldn't, they couldn't solicit. They were not yeah, allowed to solicit, yeah, yeah. and she was referred to them. So she, she worked and she's there. So let's go. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's the whole thing is that's why we're here. Yeah. How, yeah. And then how it, is it relevant? Because I think she's kind of a shady character to begin with. So what? Well, hey, everybody. So well, what? I'm not going to say something, but yeah, there's a lot of people that are <laughs> if, shady people if, in, or, if you in organized places. If you put some places. poor, you know, downtrodden slave <laughs> that was just a total waste of oxygen and use them as your, your figurehead for we need to end slavery, do you, does it make it any less... Necessary to end slavery. Frank, let's make it doesn't let's matter. Make judge, let's like not make judgments on people. Come on, Frank. You Come know on. Better than that. You know I'm a very judgmental person. Come on. But for that one doctor that would perform at nine months an abortion, I don't how think do you feel he can. I. It's not the. Well, the baby. Sure the baby's coming out. And he's going to cut off his head. Is that what's going to happen? I mean, I've heard horrific. I've read studies of like them just jabbing well, the. It's probably not, it's probably not a legal uh, a legal abortion. That, I mean, is that true? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I would find that hard to believe. You, but I don't know. So I think twenty four weeks is the legal yeah. cutoff. Yeah. And then you may be. I think there's a lot of inflammatory stuff out there. You may be seeing issues where they determine that the fetus is so genetically or so you know just so malformed yeah. that it's not going to live anyway. And then they need to perform. They at that point they actually have to perform a delivery. Because not everybody gets great prenatal care, and then if you have, you know, some yeah. some train wreck of a baby, and they and they, yes, I think they do come in and like do something with the skull or whatnot. Nobody wants to do that. That's there are doctors are human beings. There's, I I just think this this vision that's being peddled out there of the monsters doctor that's gonna you know cackle and and murder the newborn baby i just think this is a non mm-hmm. it's a non-starter there you might have some psychologically damaged individual out there but you cannot base your expectations of the human race on that aberration i think it's just inflammatory propaganda could be there's a lot of weird stuff it's that so goes broad. on out there. It's so broad, this topic. There is. Now that we're getting back to the, if the person's a person, there's different uh, different thoughts of when a person is an actual human being. We all know the Catholic Church says that conception. conception, yeah, mm-hmm. you're human. Um, or implantation. And then what was it, um, the Jewish religion says once you're born, you're human. Well, yeah. And then there's what's called the quickening. I've I heard that. That's yeah. when the fetus first moves in the womb. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that believe that um, during the period of tissue separation, um, that's when the tissue separates into different types. Then there's some that believe it's when brain activity starts. Mm-hmm. Which is at what week? Uh, brain activity. I'd have to Second look at tri- my other for, chart I over here. I want to say a few weeks, yeah. <laughs> and then... 
There's also people that believe viability starts when the fetus could survive outside the womb, like a, a like a preemie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And then, of course, at birth. So there's again, there's so many different thoughts on when you're considered to be considered to be yeah yeah you know well i would i would like to throw an example out there where i think a lot of that is is intuitively we're not the same and i just would do the example that's probably been put out there by other people you're here you are and you've got two sinking boats one you know one to your right and one to your left and one has a baby on it and the other one has a couple of petri dishes with 3000 any number you want of fertilized viable embryos and they're both going down and you can only save one are you going to go for the 3000 or are you going to go for the baby well here's a good thing to to think about that okay so if you had a thousand petri dishes with uh embryos or mm-hmm. whatever in it or two babies let's look at this Let's trust in science. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> so when you look at any species, what is their number one thing that they want to do in any species? And that is to survive. And how does a species survive? Through reproduction. So to answer your question, I think it would be better to save those 1,000 in the Petri dish for the survival of the species if you trust in science. Sure, it would be. Do you, how many people you think would make that choice? Not, I don't know, because they would go, oh, the other baby's so cute. I think we should get the other baby. <laughs> I, think, I think that if you're yeah. looking at a little baby versus a bunch of Petri dishes, you're going for the baby. And if you say exactly. you're not, you're a strange and deranged but human no, being. <laughs> we want to trust in science. Isn't that what we're told? Trust in science? I think if the human race is coming to the end of its days and you're trying to, you know, we've become too inbred or whatnot, that maybe we'd go for the Petri dishes. But I think that the, that the way things are now, we're going for the baby. They're, we don't view them the same. Well, that's, that's the problem. Because All right. You got your Petri dish in one hand, you got the baby in the other, and I got a gun to your head and say, toss one of them over a cliff. At that point, they're both the same. The Petri dish and the baby? Well, if the baby's already formed and everything, it would then, for survival sakes, it would be the baby. You'd toss the baby over? No, the, the Petri dish. <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah. Even if it had 100, 200, 300, 1,000 embryos. Right, but that wasn't your question. Well, it's the same thing. No, it's Which not. one are you going to save? Well, th- I answered that with the belief So you're saving science. the Petri dishes if, they're sink- the if it's a sinking ship, but, it, but, it, but otherwise you're saving the baby? I'm not following you, Frank. Because, like I said... The whole concept of an abortion goes against that fundamental idea of the species to survive. There's too many people already. The species is surviving just fine. I know. But that is the fundamental drive of the species is to survive. Okay, so we're past basic survival and we're, we've, because we are a civilized society and we've moved on to self-actualization because we want to do more than, we do more with our lives than simply eat and reproduce. We want to make Correct. something of our lives. We're, we are not cavemen. And, and so the self-actualization says to me, if I am 16 years old and oops, uh, I made a mistake, I don't want to sacrifice my future to a baby I never wanted in the first place. Well, that's a choice. Exactly. That's a choice. But, but here's, here's my thing. It just it seems so complicated. It and is I'm, complicated. And I'm not very good at dealing with complicated things. But the way that I see it 
It's the mother's choice. Nobody's forcing you to have an abortion or nobody's forcing you to do it at a certain time or I guess they could, but it's your choice. So what's the big deal? If the mom wants to get abortion, let her do it. If she doesn't want to do it, she's not forced to do it. So I don't, that's why I don't, I don't get the whole deal with so this. So what's, what's the difference between, so the mother, going back to your argument that the mother you know, says, you know, this is going to do this to my life or this mother, I want to have an abortion. What's the difference if the mother aborts a baby or she shoots her child because she doesn't want to have that child anymore because it's a burden? Because in the abortion is that my body is not going to be, I am not giving my body to do this. I have the right to autonomy over my own body. Once the child is born, the child is not making use of your body any longer to survive. But that's the difference. But that you, you must take. you must host this child against your will until the child is born is the issue. Once the child is born, the you don't have the right to to. So if a woman doesn't want to have babies, why doesn't she just get a hysterectomy or whatever women do to not have babies? Okay, you want to think about that one. I think you can answer that yourself. A woman doesn't want to have a baby when she's thirteen or fourteen or fifteen. Maybe not when she's twenty. Maybe she doesn't want to have that baby till she's twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty. It doesn't mean she never wants to have a baby. Well, don't they have pills for that? That's Sometimes. what I'm saying. Some safe practicing. Like there's yeah. people that just willingly say, I, "I don't want to take a pill. I don't want to do this." But I'll, I'll have fifteen abortions. That's not fair. It's not fair. It's 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 immoral. In my now, book. is that person a murderer? Multiple murderer? That person has issues. Yeah, that per- issues. That person yeah, has issues. Has issues. But I think it's a separate issue of do you? We would all hope that that people would use birth control responsibly, but the reality is is that they don't. So that's a separate issue: is how do we get people to use birth control responsibly? I mean, you and have so oh, many practices that, that you could why, utilize. Why? Why is there not a male pill? <laughs> why? That's a. I mean, that's a good question. Why one. isn't there trust in science? Mm. I think there is a male pill out is there. Is there a male yeah, pill? I think so, yeah. Hell, I would have took it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it probably wasn't, it wasn't around when you needed it, Frank. Right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, there's condoms, I guess. You could always uh, snip them. Uh, government uh, could yeah. say condoms snip them. Yeah. I think, you know. Mandating I, snipping. I don't know why, you know, I mean, there's IUDs, there's, 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 there's very. Plan B. The next day, plan B. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know if I didn't look up statistics on who's having the abortions, how many people have repeat abortions, what is the age group, what is the demographics. This comes down to should, you know, sex ed be taught in school because education. Education, but there is a big movement to say um first of all, when, when I When do you start teaching that though? Where's the fine line and what age, what it's what grade? There are people who say it doesn't belong in the schools. It belongs in the family. And then there are people who would like it in the schools. And I know certainly when I was a kid, we had sex ed in schools. And yep. when my kids were kids, they had sex ed in schools. But but parents had the right to not ha- you know to hold their kids out of those classes. It was the parents' mm-hmm. decision. But yes, I think if if one you need um, you need education on what your what your choices are, and then you need access. So suppose you're 15 and you have your 16-year-old boyfriend and you don't drive yet and you don't really know how to get to a doctor or whatnot and your parent has to sign off on your pills. You know, the, some of these younger kids that are getting pregnant, I don't know that they do have access. The, the girls, at least, do have access to birth controls and they're being pressured by the boys. And there's an awful lot of men out there who are, and you know, young men, old men who are not interested in using condoms. 
and don't, or you say, oh, I'll, you know, I'll pull out whatever to get graphic or mm-hmm. what. Um, I don't, I think it's not that simple, at least for the younger set, it's not all that simple. And then if you start to close clinics like Planned Parenthood, I think you have to assume that there are, say, Planned Parenthood clinics around that are going to provide women with birth control. I know when I was a young woman, I could not, I had, I've always, I've had crappy insurance my entire life, crappy insurance. I didn't make use of Planned Parenthood, I actually did make use of Planned Parenthood for birth controls for a while, and then when I had insurance, it wouldn't pay for it. It didn't pay for it back then. Mm -hmm. I had a doctor who would give me free samples because, you know, but it was not easy to get. And if you don't have insurance in the first place, you're probably not going to the doctor for your checkups in the first place. And you could speak on, you know, when you were younger and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think nowadays, and it's 2022, right? We have so much, we're so advanced at this point. We have, I think we have more access to what you might not have had access to back then. I, th- I think you're making assumptions on New York State versus, say, some the of the country, places yeah. in the Deep South. I, I don't, I would actually say I'm going to bet that an awful lot of particularly impoverished younger women or any women don't have access. In fact, there's a great, there's movements going on to, to bar that access. Good point. Yeah. So, Mara, you're a big proponent of the 13th Amendment then. You're going to have to tell me what the 13th Amendment oh, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no slavery, yeah. No slavery, yeah. yeah Nor involuntary yeah. servitude. That is, that, is, that is the crux of my feeling about it. I don't think it matters when that fetus is considered a human being. I don't think there's any point at which one human being has the right to co-opt the body of another human being. So your whole belief is wrapped around the 13th Amendment. The 13th Amendment. Amendment, yes, that would be exactly right. Actually, yeah, there was a cartoon in the magaz- magazines we get there was a lady with a rifle in her hand and somebody from the government pointing at her. Mm-hmm. And she says, you're not going to take this out of my cold, dying hands. He said, we don't want that. He's pointing at your uterus. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's kind of it right there. I mean, I guess for the, for the diehards of the right to life and the fetus is a human at whatever age, I, I, to me, it, you have this stark choice, and I, you know, again, I'm going to extremes, but I'm look, I'm in my mind thinking of a 14 year old, 13 year old, 12 year old raped by her uncle and pregnant, and being told you are first and foremost an incubator, and secondarily an autonomous human being. But if you're if Either the fetus has the right to life or it doesn't. You don't get to pick and choose based on how you feel about the woman's sex habits. That shouldn't be a part of the equation. But how do you get to pick and choose? But how do you pick and choose murder or not murder? Oh, for me, it's fetal viability. There comes a point where it's you no longer have the right to an abortion. It is now a delivery. And that's around 24 weeks. But here's another thing that drives me nuts, okay? It's going to be states' rights. States' lot, rights. Yeah. A lot of states, like New York, they're going to allow abortions, right? Oh, Hochul already oh, said so. Yeah, yeah. yeah Oklahoma, Texas, they're going to disallow. Disallow, what, right. What sense does that make? It just makes harder for people. they got to go to a different state, and they're still going to have the abortion done. So what does this mean? Not well, that much, except it just makes it harder for people that really need stuff. Well, well from, they'll do it in back alleys like yeah, they sure. used to. Sure, they make it unsafe. Well, mm-hmm. they, they, have an, they had a statistic on here globally of the abortions are unsafe. That's almost half globally, okay? Almost half. Yeah. Um, That's a lot. That's what's going to happen. You're going to probably have just as many abortions as you had uh, when Roe versus Wade was in effect, but a lot of them are not going to be safe. 
a lot of people are going to die. A lot of people are going to be, you know, have pretty crappy experience. Um, well, it wasn't part of the laws that they were going to uh, do. I heard something about there was going to be no repercussions if you went to a different state. That yeah, was I think I saw there's, that. There's yeah. a certain amount of controversy of can you now, if you have someone in another state, help a woman in an abortion restricted state get across state lines and go have that abortion? Can you extradite that person from their state and come and bring them on charges in your state? So then we're just going to have civil yeah. war. Yes, well, you, Texas, absolutely, you can't. Texas, no you, way. Get, you can get ten grand for turning that guy in, man. You got to right? get him across state lines. I think but we I should move to Texas, Frank. Come I, on, we can cash in. <laughs> Meg, you said something that really interested me, which was you think that, um, if, I, did I, if I heard you right, that the woman's right to abortion absolutely should be tied to their sexual practices. Did, did I hear that right? Well, I, I think that you should have some responsibility at any age. I mean, you want to have you know all these abortions. You want to lay down and get pregnant and then just decide, like, I have a hard time with how many abortions someone can have? Well, what do you I get? Like what a what do you get? Like a milk punch card? Yeah. Okay. Like she's back this again. Is your third on the uh, like, third. And I do. I know people that irresponsibly, grown yeah. women, like educated grown women, that just say, "This is my form of birth control." Yeah, it's disheartening. I, that is disheartening. But I think that's you, exactly what I what I meant by that. Yeah. yeah. I and I I agree with you. I just don't know what. You don't know what any one individual's situation is, and I I cannot fathom someone going for five, six, seven abortions. But if somebody is doing that, I would. I think what they need is a social worker. <laughs> or start charging them more after every and, abortion. You got to pay five hundred dollars. Next one thousand dollars. But how do you even keep track bucks. of that? I, don't I said know. a milk yeah. punch card. Well, no, there's a medical. You get medical records. Everything you have you done. Give, you can go I, online. Everything's yeah, online. online here. Yeah. Yeah, it is online. Uh, yeah. I yeah, I think that the you know I'm going to say it. We've had it in other discussions. The freedom comes with responsibility. That's true. Freedom, you don't take the freedoms away. You assist people in becoming more responsible. And you have to accept that there's a certain segment of the population that is never going to be responsible. Sure. I hope, and I think it's probably a small percentage. I just, I would love to know, and I don't know, the repeat, the people who have multiple abortions as a primary form of birth control. Mm-hmm. Is this up there with the, the murdering the full-term baby kind of thing? Like, is anybody, is it, and is I it did, even a statistical blip, that the people that are actually doing that? I don't know. Yes, I do believe that, 100%. That there's that a there's, lot of people? Yeah, I do. Okay. Just being irresponsible and us allowing them to get away with it. Because we're saying it's okay, women's rights, and not for women's rights. I'm for if a girl gets pregnant because she's raped, like you said, and needs an abortion. I get that. Well, according but, to um, some statistics here, that in 2020 there was 908,000 abortions that were reported. How many? 908,000. That's almost a million. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What's what's the population of the United States? It's thirty. It's thirty billion. Does that sound right? No. no. Population of the United States is like three hundred and forty million. Okay. So what's that? That's less than one percent. Right. It's less than a third of a percent. So that's not very big, really. It's not that many. Yeah. Then, yeah. It's not that big, uh, but I, I didn't number. think it was going to be yeah. almost a million people. Yeah. 
Well, look at our society, okay? Our society, we are a sex-soaked society. We sell sex, 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 Tinder, sex. Tinder, Tinder. <laughs> I didn't and, know and, about and Bumble. Tinder. <laughs> I mean, we we are raised in the pursuit of sex. We talk, you know, you talk about education. You can say one thing in the school system, and all a kid has to do is turn on the TV, look at some of the video games, listen to their parents talk, watch, look around. We are a sex-soaked society. So then, when people go and have sex, oh, surprise, you know, and and for the amount of sex that people are out there having, that may not be that huge a number of, I mean, I would love to know, like, the number of sexually active people. Is that in the United States, that 900? That was, that was in the United States. According to the World Health Organization, which is kind of sketchy to begin with, but anyway. You your opinion. Yeah, my opinion. <laughs> 73 million abortions took place worldwide. So the United States isn't so bad. We're nope. pretty responsible. Yeah. Um, and 45% of those were abortions that were unsafe. Yeah. Unsafe. Well, of course, you get some of these other crazy yeah. countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, imagine. it's crazy. So uh, in, 20, in 2019, unmarried women accounted for 86% of all abortions. Sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Adolescents under 15 was 0.2%. So that's, that's really low. Thank mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. 15 to 19 years, 8.5%. Um, so, so, uh, I think the majority was in females that are in their twenties. Okay. It makes sense. It makes sense. You're sexually active, but you're not necessarily ready to start a family. Right, right. And you can do everything right 364 days of the year, and that 365th day, you forgot your pill. I mean, I mean, sometimes and some, sometimes birth control doesn't work, or the condom didn't, you know, the it condom broke, broke yep. or your IUD is old, or your patch, you know. I mean, that, yeah, you look at that 900,000, but you have to look at across how many sexual encounters that year um, with, that, were, that happened with the express desire not to have a baby. Oops. I'd, I'd say that it's a, that's a fairly low percent of unwanted pregnancies. Tell that to the Pope. I don't, <laughs> I don't, the Pope doesn't have to worry about getting pregnant. So, Megan, here's, here's what you would like to hear here, that in 2019, uh, Women who had not aborted in the past accounted for 58% of all abortions. Women with one or two prior abortions accounted for 34%, and women with three or more prior abortions accounted for 8%. Okay. Mm. So there's not the serial abortionees, abortionees, they're, they're not such a large number. So here we go with the reasons why. So less than 0.5% were victim of rape. So rape isn't a strong point to argue because it's very, if you want to go by numbers, 0.5% is nothing. Well, for that 0.5%, I think it's pretty crucial. Yeah, but you're saying according to numbers, you want to look at low numbers, 0.5%, that's not an argument then, victim of rape. Well, my argument on that would be either the fetus, the fetus is equally innocent. 
The fetus is the fetus, okay? It has nothing to do with anything. Either the fetus rate, uh, the fetal rights trump the mother's or the mother's rights trump the fetus. And I, you know, I used rape as an, as an example, but the truth is, is I don't think you get to punish women for being sexually active on purpose. It's, it's only okay if you didn't have a good time. Is that what you're saying? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, everybody wants a good time. So So it's, I, I understand that, but I think that people who make exceptions in case of rape aren't really interested in the fetal rights. They're interested in punishing women for being sexual beings. Right. So we go to 3% fetal health problems. So that's low. Mm-hmm. 4% physical health problems. 4% uh, would interfere with education or career. 7% not mature enough to raise a child. 8% don't want to be a single mother. 19% done having children. 23% can't afford a baby. 25% not ready for a child. 6% is other, so they can't even make up their mind. Hmm. But if you look at all of the numbers, it to me, it looks almost like it's uh, because the woman just doesn't want to have a baby. It has nothing to do with rape or health, health or, or rape is the lowest numbers. No, it sounds like some of those categories add up. Basically, that's what it is, you know? But it makes common sense. You can't afford a baby. What are you going to do? You know? don't have you one. You don't want any more kids. Well, Canada, so says, Canada says you don't have enough money to afford an apartment. You should euthanize yourself. There's, well, hey, listen to Charles Manson. What did he say? The best thing you can do to help this earth is kill yourself. Well, yeah. If you Charles Manson, that would have been a good mm. option. Yeah. 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 But, but Frank, the, I think you're missing the point, which is the fetus is equally innocent. So the people who say the woman should have to bear that child mm. if she participated in sex willingly, whereas if it was unwilling, then she, she doesn't have to. There are people who make that distinction, and I think that that is a false distinction because the fetus is the fetus regardless. Right. Well, this is why I can't make a decision because mm-hmm. I can pose, I can argue myself till I go insane on this. I'd like to hear your argument as to why the woman's uterus should not be under her her control. Because at that point, it's under the control of the fetus. But you want okay. to go under the what was it, Fourteenth Amendment? Thirteenth Amendment. Thirteenth yes. Amendment. So it doesn't matter. So the fetus, the fetus has rights that trump the. <laughs> Not according to the 13th Amendment. That There you go. So we can do away with Roe v. Wade and just go with the 13th Amendment. Just go with the 13th Amendment. It's all written right there. So now, I don't know. Let's look it up here. What the polls say the American people are saying about this. Because, you know, it's supposed to be we the people, but you got these jackmos up there that make the decisions for us, but they're not asking us what we think is the right decision. I, I, I think it's tough. I, again, I'll go back to slavery. We, the people, half the country, you know, back when thought slavery was a great idea and half the country didn't. And what did we end up having? We had a civil war and, and it could have gone either way. Yeah, it could have. And I must say, thank you to the Republicans. That's fine. But now the Republicans are on the opposite side of exactly. this, though. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, no. The, at the, least, at least they're keeping to their ground. How are they keeping to their ground? Because since their inception, they were always pro-life. 
Republicans. Pro, we're not talking about pro, pro-life. We're talking about pro-birth. Yeah. Well, they always were so we're talking against about, abortion since their inception. They were Okay, so they yeah. were against abortion. Yeah. Okay, that I didn't know. So at least the Republicans have been consistent yes. on that. Okay. Okay. Whether, How about the Democrats? Whether it's, <laughs> I don't well, know. we know that Democrats are pro-vote. Well, are you anti-vote? No, I think the people should be voting on this. Okay. So the, our elected officials can put in their stupid vote for us. They're not asking us. Well, they shouldn't even ask men. They should really ask all the women in the country. I think men have a say in this because well, they do. I well, mean, it's, what happens? Well, here's a here's what a if a man wants it and she doesn't. Yeah, what happens yeah. if uh, you know have a good time? La la la. Hey, I'm Look pregnant. At me, uh, Mr. Hollywood. Ba ba boom. Fifteen minutes of fame. The woman gets gets pregnant. He but wants it. She doesn't. Yeah. I want to claim the Thirteenth uh, Amendment. <laughs> Nobody's wanna, using your. You don't have a right. <laughs> you don't. You don't. There's nobody's. Nobody's. Why don't nobody's I using right? your you body right. against it's your will. uterus. But now nobody's I gotta using... pay child support. Yes, you do. Yes, a lot you do. Of it. Yes, you do. <laughs> but it would have been cheap. It would have been cheaper for me to pay for use an a condom. <laughs> so how it come men don't? A lot cheaper for you to use. So a how come condom? men don't have rights? That's funny. That, that's you do have rights. No, we don't. You don't have the right to force a woman to have an abortion. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that back. I think that would wind up in court, and you'd let a judge or a jury make a decision on that. And I think that has happened in the past, to be with honest the, with you. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it said there that the women had an abortion because they couldn't afford a baby. So what happens if I father a baby, and I, I know I can't, aff- I can't afford the baby. So where's my You're right on that? Support. Yeah. That's a whole other topic Where's, of discussion, I, child support. Are you, it's always another topic. That, that can be another topic. But are you saying that because you're now saying you control the woman's uterus and you want that baby out of it? You're controlling another person's body. So it really comes down to the same thing. But the thing. woman is controlling the fetus. The fetus yes. is controlling the woman. So, so here, here we go charge. around in a circle. Yeah, here we go. Here goes that circle again. The fetus, the fetus is implanted in the woman's uterus, and the woman either says, "I want you there" or "I don't want you there." It's my uterus. <laughs> so it I don't see, me. I don't see the the problem. It's my uterus. I decide what goes in it and what doesn't. So why can't men have the uh, the right to say before sex? We're both going to take these pills, so we don't have a pregnancy. You have the right to say that, and you have the right to walk out of the room if the woman says, I don't agree to that. True, we do. But so? what about the, the times <laughs> where a woman says, oh, yes, I took my birth control pill, and, and traps she them. did it, yeah. and traps she has them. a baby. Yeah. Now, that's deception. Yeah. I actually yeah. know people that have done that. You also have the, if you really don't want a baby... You can either have a vasectomy or you can use a condom. The man always has the ability to put a condom on that. But I think women, too, have that shared responsibility. I think the woman, yeah. Oh, I agree. But, but, and I know, I actually know know people who have done this. Yes. But if you really don't want that baby, you should be using a condom. This is why they should legalize prostitution. (laughs) (laughs) Go go to Las Vegas, Frank. I agree with you. If you, if prostitutes can get pregnant again, Frank, too, you know. There was there was a good chart on there. Go go the other way. Scroll up. There was a good graph on there that broke it down pretty good. Go, you can't miss it. Just keep going. 
We're, we're looking on the internet. Yeah, we're, we're on the internet. We just passed something. That right there. How's that? Okay, what's this after? You, you, oh, oh Frank, come on, Frank. There we go. There it is, Paul. It kind of <laughs> it shows you maybe what people think, what they say about abortion. Um, let's kind of... Majority of adults say abortion should be legal in some cases. That's yeah. the thing that, that, that boggles me is the some cases. Some cases. cases. But just, cases? just add the gray ones up. What's that, 37%? As opposed to the the light blue, which is thirty six percent legal in most cases, uh, the six add six on that's forty two legal in all cases. Um, and again, so it's yeah, definitely a majority. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it seems like most people feel that's legal. So how come schmuckballs up there that are supposed to vote for us are not? Well, let me. Can I can I get into well, that Supreme sure. Court a little bit yeah, too? Go. Um, do you think the Supreme Court people aren't influenced at all by their personal opinion? Oh. And, I, and I'm going to give you an example here. Clarence Thomas, Trump wanted something banned, the Trump versus Thompson type deal. My man Trump. Yep, they <laughs> voted eight to one against it. And guess who was in favor of doing Thomas. Guess what Thomas' wife was? She was involved in the January insurrection. She was in touch with Trump, mm-hmm. and he did not recuse himself from that. Uh so how many of these people, you know, they've got some pressure on them or they believe something? Sure. And it's supposed to be a constitutional you know, decision, mm-hmm. not a belief decision, okay? And I kind of leery that sometimes. Um, that's my opinion. What do you guys think about that? I hate politics. It's politics. I'm with, I, I'm no, with you on that I, one. Yeah. I think that you I see have... It. Yeah, you're the and you're there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The the Supreme Court judges are debating whether or not this case was was argued um, correctly, or if there are flaws in how the decision was reached. They're really not deciding whether or not uh, abortion is evil or good. They are deciding whether the federal government's uh, decree on abortion is really standing, can stand constitutionally based on this case. I suspect if, and I suspect it will, if Roe v. Wade falls, there will be another case brought in, possibly on on the 13th Amendment. How did all this come about again? The Roe v. Wade? Somebody, some state, some state sued somebody over that. I forget exactly what it was. Uh, Because it was a mute issue for a while, and all of a sudden this came right back up, and I don't know the the backdrop to that. In in terms of it being re-examined? Yes. Oh, well, this is a long-standing effort of slowly seeding levels, like, of the, you know, seeding the Supreme Court in terms of right-leaning justices to, to, to speak to your point paul um to, to just i will i will say it was well planned it's been something that has been half the country or some percentage of the country has never accepted that abortion should be uh, made legal by the federal government and i think it's been a long-standing effort and all the pieces clicked into place and now we've got the majority on the supreme court and now yeah. we're going to push forward and here's why women will be safe forever uh, hang on, we're just on. we're popping something on the internet. I'm trying to find vocal. something I want to read. Where is it now? It's not going to go. It's not going to. We're go. not making. All right, that. so okay. you want to just okay. recap it? I see Charles Schumer there. There's yeah. Chuck Good Schumer. Old Chuck. Yeah. That's the reason why women have uh, not, don't have to worry about none of this. Women have a lot to worry about. That's not New very, York State. That's no, New sure. York State women are going to be fine. It's but we are you know women in other parts of the country not so much. True. True. I think there's uh where's my statistics of how many states are for and against it. I had statistics here. I 
can't find them right now. Move on. Women Did you have, print those out from work, Frank? Is that you know, is that work related? I, I wish I wish <laughs> I wish I had I wish I had actually done a little bit of homework, but things have changed dramatically over time. Women women having access to birth control. Do you know women you did you couldn't have access to birth control unless you were married for a mm. while? I think up until Years the nineteen seventies. Right? Yeah, yeah. but some of us are older than others. Yeah. Uh, women couldn't hold their own credit cards. It had to be under the spouse. That was in the 70s or in something. The told 70s. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. Women have been fighting for equal footing here. I mean, I feel like what's happened to women is if you look at the poverty rates, by and large, the people in poverty in the country are single moms and their kids. And I mean, women have just been battling to try to be able to be autonomous, freestanding human beings forever. And if you get saddled with a child and your and your partner runs out on you, you're you just get cut off at the knees. At least there are some workplace protections in place now. Maybe those will go next. I just feel like we're, they're tr- we're trying to go back to keep the women barefoot and pregnant and not a threat to the job market. You know, keep them dependent. I I hate the direction this country's going as far as that is concerned. Well, I uh, I don't know. I. How do you feel about that, Meg? I don't know. I, well, I, and this is just me being me growing up and being raised as be independent, hardworking. You're going to go to school and don't ever rely on a man to, you know, take care of you. <laughs> so I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know, that, that's a touchy situation. I've seen a lot. And again, because I work with kids, an uh, awful lot of circumstances of mom the the woman gets pregnant everything's hunky dory the kid the kid ends up having issues and the dad goes walks of the course. dad walks happens all the time. it happens all the time so i uh, yeah, i think many of us not you know some women are raised to to latch on to a man but many of us were raised to be freestanding uh i think you can still you you have that child and all of a sudden everything is so much harder I know I, I'm thinking of um, one family in particular. Child didn't have the, the problems weren't that severe, but the mom, hardworking woman, and she had to. She was driving a crappy car in horrible weather, and had to keep her income below a certain level so that she wouldn't lose her Medicaid. So she could qualify for so, services. So yeah. she could qualify yeah. for services because yeah. if she did just a little bit better, she'd lose her services, but would not be making enough money to live. I mean, we really trap, we trap women and children. We trap them. There's no, there's no gray area. There's no handoff of, okay, you just got left to raise that child yourself. You either stay in poverty so you can have services, or if you start to just rise up just a little bit, we're cutting off all services, and then you're going to go under anyway. So if we are so pro-life, pro-baby here, why are we making it so hard for the single mothers? Again. I see a lot of women who have those babies because they get those benefits. Let's keep having more kids because I'm going to get that state benefit. I'm going to get that <laughs> that free check. Yeah, I, but the welfare did get changed to workfare, I believe, in the Clinton administration. And does it get abused? Yes, it gets abused, but less than it used to. Yeah, that's to. what I was going to say. I agree. Yeah, they did change that a little bit. Again, it goes back to excessive government restriction. So which part of it is excessive government restriction? Everything. I, you know, <laughs> Force Frank, the woman to I, have a baby? No, or? I, I agree. Not just, not just the Roe versus Wade, but geez, I can go on for a million things. The government has restrictions on this, restrictions on that, unless you're somebody special. 
If yes. you go through your the 1040 tax manual, look at the size of it, how thick it is. Uh, somebody pays a tax, a new tax comes out, and then all our you know approved officials have to look and see, wow, I got somebody who gives me a million dollars a year or $100,000 a year. How am I going to get that? He gets an exemption from everybody else. Mm. And there you go. And look at the tax manual. Instead of just paying, you know, whatever is it, 1%, 10%, whatever you make, no exemptions, no nothing. That'd be so great. It'd be so easy. But it's not like that. And the no. reason is because everybody's special if you contribute. Right. Yeah, my opinion. Okay. Everybody is special. Yeah. Except the fetus. Yeah, I guess. Well, the fetus, according to you, is special and, ha- and has special rights. And, and I think that's, you know, we haven't really gotten anywhere with that is does the fetus have special rights above and beyond your, uh, your human rights or not? That's the whole debate. And if the fetus has special rights, why? But it, it seems, it, well, it doesn't seem it comes down to your 13th Amendment that the woman has rights over the fetus. I believe that the woman has rights over the fetus. Yeah. That's... So if if the government was really well, all up on the Constitution, mm-hmm. sorry for Thirteenth Amendment. Yeah, but we don't have to worry Done. about that because the Supreme Court justices mm-hmm. are going to tell us what to think. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about thinking. Our, our you know our rulers uh, tell us what to think all the well, time. Right? Why? Yeah. Why, why bother with this? Why even have the podcast in this today? We don't need to know Forget that. It. I'm well, deleting. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. I, and per, it, perhaps if Roe v. Wade, I mean Roe v. Wade has protected that right, and nobody's had to explore it any further until now that it's under uh, under challenge. And if Roe v. Wade falls, I would not be surprised if a, if another challenge doesn't come under of the Thirteenth Amendment. Well, Roe versus Wade is is only going to fall in some states. No, yeah. Roe v. Wade says the it's, federal yeah. government is controlling the right to an abortion. Right. So if it's not a constitutional right, it goes to the states. But the but the federal government has the right to enforce the Thirteenth Amendment. So it may come True. back it to come a back. federal it could decision. Come back. And when you talk, I mean, we can't we can't have majority rule. Majority rule has its own set of problems because what if again I'll go back to the days of slavery. Suppose we had a vote on slavery, and the South had more of a population than the North, and you just do majority vote, you know, slavery would still be legal. It's really a question of of interpreting the Constitution. Um, you have your, what do they call the the people who believe you absolutely interpret it the way the forefathers intended it to be, and then there's the people who say it's more of a fluid document because options and social norms and social issues change. I mean, it's like you said, it's a big issue. Uh, but I have a feeling if Roe v. Wade falls that we will have a 13th Amendment challenge. Oh, yeah. Potato Head up there in uh, the office there. He'll Potato be head. all over him. In the- we don't all agree with your uh, your assessment there, Frank. <laughs> Biden's got to go, right? Potato Head. He'll, Potato head. he'll jump all over this because that's what... They do. Well, if it's the, and I'll tell you, if it's the majority of Americans that want to preserve access, this could actually be cutting the throats of the Republicans. Uh, Yeah. I don't understand their power play on this, but. I think they're making a big mistake in these Southern states where they're thinking, I mean, that religion, the religious angle uh, is stronger in those states. But when women really come hard up against what this means, uh, you might see some Republicans lose their. Well, there's 14 states that uh, wow. protect abortion. 
That protect it? Protect it. Okay. Protect Only 14? Well, 14 states. Alaska, Colorado, Delaware, Florida, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Montana, Nevada, New Jersey, and Rhode Island, plus well, District of Columbia. No, most, are you saying protect, protect, because New York wasn't in there. Protect, are saying strike down? The other seven states, no, they pr- protect abortion. Okay, okay. By state law. Okay. And then another seven states, California, Connecticut, Hawaii, New York, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington, protect the right of abortion in state law, uh, would expand access to abortion care according. Uh, So that's what? 14 and seven. Who's good at math? Quick. 21. There you go. 21 states. That's not very many. No. How do you feel about this bounty provision? I think that's good for the women, I guess. Or, or you, How? which way? Which way? The bounty of you, you get a ten thousand dollar reward for turning people in. Well, you know why they did that because the politicians couldn't make the decisions. Right. So this way, they flipped it on the private citizen. Is what they did. Yeah. So it's and who would want ten thousand bucks? A lot of people. And this is even like I said before, the Uber driver who drives you to right. getting an abortion. That's intense. They can go after him. That's intense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, they, yeah, that's their way way to squelch things. And here, if he drove in a Tesla, they could go after Elon Musk for $10,000, right? <laughs> right? Unless the Tesla has it I built think, into its GPS. Again, and this, this provision was was put into place because now it's a private issue, yeah. you know, not yeah. they're, they're bypassing the federal oversight. But that, those none of these cases has actually been tried in a court of law yet. Not Somebody's yet. going to try to collect this is on gonna this, go on and I suspect I, I suspect that the ten thousand dollar bounty isn't going to fly. No, probably not. And That's if they, got, if they have to go to Stop court, spending my tax. Yeah. If they have to go to court, mm-hmm. how much is going to cost them to go through court? Um, so. And the time yeah, with going to court doubt. and everything without else. Without a yeah. doubt. That's uh, crazy, right? Yeah. Well, I got another interesting thing here, you know, because I have to throw these things Go. out. Good. <laughs> Go. In the Catholic Numbers mm. 5, 11 through 29, everybody should read that because it says it requires the termination of any pregnancy resulting from an adult. Adulterous, adulterous relationship. <laughs> adulterous. It requires it. So, yes. so the Catholic Church actually approves of abortion in some circumstances. So if you're married, yes. it's okay then, I guess. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, well, it's interesting yeah. because an adulterous relationship is liable to is much more likely to lead to uh, a baby with issues. It's one of the Ten Commandments, right? but there, yeah. you, but there you go again. It's a circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't do it, but. It's in our text somewhere, but still don't do it. Yeah, I would say though that that comes back to speaking to the fetus. Uh, do, do you, if you really believe that the fetus has the right to life and everything else is secondary to it, it really shouldn't matter if that fetus was the result of an adulterous relationship or rape or whatever. Good if point. The, it, yeah. So when you start making exceptions, it's okay to get rid of that little brat, you know, under this well, or that this, this circumstance. Whole thing is about then exceptions. I say, then I say you're a hypocrite. Then this I whole say thing is hypocritical. It's not. No, the people who are hard and fast, there's no exceptions ever, are not hypocritical on the on the pro birth end of things. But they are you, not. Everybody say, else, I think, is. But you say, oh, I'm for abortion, but I'm for choice. But I don't think it should be that. That's a hypoc- That's a hypocritical statement. 
that I'm that I believe in. Without a doubt, I believe that. Yeah, you either either are you aren't. What's you are you aren't. Either the feet is yeah yeah. I mean, and when you know, again, I say there comes a point where you're no longer um, you should no longer have an abortion. Now you're going to have a delivery because the whole point is that I choose to not use my body to I choose to not have this child inhabit my body. That doesn't give me the right to kill it. I should remove it alive if possible. If I've waited 24, 25, 26 weeks, I would hope that your any healthcare professional would say you're too far along. We will deliver this baby, you know, or uh, you just you wait a little longer. But if the fetus what has quality of life, would that baby have though? Oh, for the 23, 24, 25 weeks, I've I've worked with a lot of those kids. Some of them are pretty fine. And some of them are not. Um, you know, and they go for adoption, like. Oh, I, I, first of all, I, I, I don't deal with kids who were aborted you know, or delivered at 24 weeks yeah. and given up for adoption. They're living with their parents. It wasn't a, it wasn't a deliberate <laughs> birth. I, you know, interestingly enough, I did actually one where, um, oh no, sorry, I digress. It was, it was a, it was a twin birth and they let one go figuring they were going to die, um, you know, or, and kept the other one in place and they both survived and they both did very well. But anyway, I don't know of any cases where the mother says, I've decided at 24 weeks, I don't want to have this baby take it out. I don't know of, I, I don't, I think that that is going to be such an infinitesimally small percentage as to not be something to dwell on in terms of your major legislation. Well, here's something interesting that, uh, that you might enjoy here, that there was a study done called the Turnaway Study. It was called 10 Years, 1,000 Women, and the Consequences of Having or Being Denied an Abortion. So the study, over 95% of the women who received an abortion and did an interview five years out said that it had been the right choice for them. So there you go. That's a good thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then the vast majority of women who'd been denied abortions reported that they no longer wished that they'd been able to end the pregnancy after an actual child of four or five was in the world. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Women love their babies. Exactly. Yeah. And so they say you have your child in front of you, your life is what it is, you love that child and you want that child. That does not mean your life is better. You know, it doesn't mean that if you hadn't had the child, you have a different life. How many of those women would have been doctors or lawyers or whatnot? How many of them got waylaid in other ways? But I think that, that, yeah, when you have the child and and you make it work and you love the child because women love their children. (laughs) Yeah, so, but but the thing is that Either way, the women that had the abortion thought it was the best decision mm-hmm. for them. And the women that were denied abortion, they still think it was the greatest thing because they had their children. Were they denied abortion or they chose would, not to have an abortion? Because uh, I, they shouldn't have been denied. It's tough to be denied abortion. Yeah, yeah. if you were denied an abortion, yeah, yeah. Tr- actively trying to seek it, you may who'd, have been talked been, out of it. Who'd been denied? I would like abortions. to know. I would like to know a little more about. Well, that. read the Turnaway study. Okay, I will do that. But I think you, again, you're not going to be denied an abortion unless well, you, don't you know are. If they were. Well, further along than further 24 along, weeks. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. me- mentally, and you it, know, they couldn't handle it mentally or whatever. Who knows? I, I would knows? say if they were denied an abortion, they were further along than 24 right. weeks. And they probably had, they were not people who were 
serious about having an abortion in the first place. Right. But either way, the women were happy with. Yeah, but I I want you to take someone who's genuinely who's genuinely denied an abortion and they're 15 years old. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You're just going to you don't know with this whole thing. I know that that women and children are the vast majority of the people living in poverty in this country and that forcing more women to have babies against their will is not going to improve the lot of women. So let's here's the top pros and cons of abortion, okay? So we'll see what we think of these. According to <laughs> According to the all-knowing internet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Pro number 1. Abortion is a safe medical procedure that protects lives. That's a what pro people okay. will argue. And con is life begins at conception, making abortion abortion murder. So we we pretty much covered those, right? Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Pro number two, abortion bans abortion bans endangers health care for those not seeking abortions. Hmm. Wait, say that again. Abortion bans endangers health care for those not seeking abortions. I don't understand that, that one. <laughs> Medical treatment for non-viable pregnancies is often exactly the same as in an abortion. That's true. That's what it's saying. Okay. So that means abortion done legally is pretty safe, basically right. what they're saying, yeah. The con to that is legal abortion promotes a culture in which life is disposable. That's what you were saying, mm-hmm. the bag, right? That's right. We went over that. Pro number three. Abortion bans deny body autonomy creating wide-ranged repercussions. I'd be on, that's me. (laughs) Yep. Con, increased access to birth control, health insurance, and sexual education would make abortion unnecessary. Less necessary, yeah, Yeah. certainly. So we covered all of those. It just comes down to personal feeling, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Again, I still can't make a decision whether I'm for or against can I throw in one more interesting statistic, I guess, out there? Go ahead, Paul. Throw it, Paul. Our Native American brothers and sisters are on reservations, which are their own countries, okay? And they can be in states that will abandon it, uh, uh, you know, uh, not allow abortions if, if this, this voted down. Some of them are opening um, abortion clinics right there. Some states are going to have it banned. You can't do it. Native Americans are going to have abortion clinics right in those states, and they are their own And they're their own country. government, yep, right? Their own government. Yep. They can do what they want. Yep. And the government can't go in there. Yep, good nope. for them. Good for them. Yeah, but what happens if you come across that border back into the state? You know, if it was Texas, maybe somebody get ten grand out of you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who's going to pay this ten grand? The state? No, Fox no, they have, to, they have to sue the individuals, what they have to do. Oh, for oh so you're going yeah. so to have, have, you're going to sue someone who's already who too broke to bear this Yeah, sounds like a, a lawyer scheme to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, it was the politicians who are trying to ignore getting politics and put it on the private citizens. They should have just left this shit alone. I know, without a doubt, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to do a conspiracy theory on you. <laughs> and that is I feel that the Republican Party is having a really hard time. Um it's fracturing within itself. It from I mean the so are so is the Democratic Party but the Republican Party more so. But this um the the abortion 
issue is a big unifier, I believe, probably far more across the Republican Party than the Democratic Party. And so this is a push to try to bring the Republican Party back together again. I think I think I personally think that that a balance between Democratic and Republican ideals makes the country work best. But we just don't seem to be there right now. No. Uh, So I would like to see a unified Republican Party, but not a crazy one. Um, And if this is the glue that sticks it together, I will never cross party lines uh, ever. It's a it's a hill to die on. I have daughters and they are not incubators. They are they are autonomous human beings. And <laughs> so it's my hill to die on that in healthcare. <laughs> well, I, if I had to pin a conspiracy theory, I've said it before. Divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. 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 It's just another divisionary tactic. They, they want to divide us on every aspect of our life. Pretty soon it's going to come down to. Oh, you drink tea? Oh, you drink coffee? <laughs> oh, you can't drink coffee? You got to drink tea. No, you got to drink tea. No, you got to drink coffee. <laughs> that you're ex- you're exactly right, Frank. That's how this that's all right. works. Seriously, divide and conquer. Divide Everything. and conquer. That's see, that's see, a conquer a country, man. That's how you take control. Divide and conquer. You get the population. You don't have to believe months, crap, okay? Yeah. If you're just good at being that, if you're a con man, you can do that. Yeah. There's a, you know, to what you're saying, there's a, there's a thread going on on the internet that said the unborn are a great uh, rallying cry. They demand nothing from you. You have to give them nothing, but they will get people all up in arms and unified with each other. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's all it is. That's what it is. So all you women out there, good luck. (laughs) Good luck. Choose your state wisely. Oh, this uh, this actually goes hand in hand with our last podcast. It was dating, right? <laughs> <laughs> so on your male profile, you just say, "I've had a vasectomy." That's what you, <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> they should put a little tattoo on you, and you'll be. No, no wait a second. That's actually a vasectomy can be reversed, right? Yes, yeah, it can. yeah, it can. Oh, so that's perfect. So everybody should get a vasectomy, and then if you want children, just have it reversed. I had friends that had a vasectomy, and the wife got pregnant. Oh, that, that's the trigger that, of that one out. No, that, 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 that can happen. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> she was she was, you're, Okay, I know where your Sounds mind goes. Like, yeah. Okay, but no, she wasn't cheating. It's not 100% effective. No, it's not. All right, so let's uh, have some closing uh, thoughts here if everybody uh, wants to have some closing thoughts. I just hope things work out for everybody. I, I am in despair for the, sta- the state of women in this country, but but you know what? There'll be a new day, and and um, we don't know what what's going to happen. That's true. Meg, how about this you? This is good dialogue. <laughs> First time being on, yeah. Any closing statements? Um, in my opinion, I just wish women would be more responsible. And men, yeah, uh, women don't get themselves pregnant. Yeah, it takes two. You're right. Now, there's some people out there that think men can get pregnant, so so they are. That's a different podcast. So there. <laughs> Conspiracy zone. <laughs> You're going to have to swipe some woman's uterus. So. <laughs> Who's going to be the first man to carry a baby? I don't know. They've, they've rigged up stuff to, to have, help men experience breastfeeding. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> but if a man wants to carry, I mean, how are you gonna, where are you going to push that baby out I from? I don't know. I don't know. I, oh, you'd be a C-section, I guess. I guess. I don't know. It's just bizarre. But anyway... <laughs> Paul, any closing statements? Not really. Again, I just think, you know, people have some more control of their own bodies and what they do as long as they're not crazy, you know. And I think government regulation to it 
is way too extreme for a lot of stuff, even beyond what we're talking about today, in my opinion. That's a good opinion. <laughs> and in my opinion, I, I'm still neutral on this whole thing. And I think it was a good discussion. And like we always said, Paul, you know, it, it's okay to disagree, but you have to agree that it's okay to disagree. That's true. That's how you get good discussions going. That's where good ideas come from a lot of time. Because right. a lot of times you can meet in the middle and the other, your enemy is not as stupid as you think they are, okay? Right, right. You can, you can learn from them. Never underestimate your enemy. Yep. Yep. But I think that's a lost art in this country now, is it, having, as having a discussion. It doesn't even yeah. have to be an enemy. Right. Different points of view lead to a broader life view, I think. You know, broader yeah. life understanding. Right, yeah. So thank you, everybody, for listening. This was a great, great discussion on a very important topic. So I wish uh, all the women out there a lot of luck. And uh, your body is your body. I'm no, I'm just an idiot that has my own opinion. So True. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to agree with me, darling. I agree. <laughs> so on that, we can agree. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So what do I always say, Paul? What do I always say? Uh, don't believe everything you read on the internet. No. Uh, no, frick. <laughs> don't, no. don't believe anything that you read and only half of what you hear. And if it came off an app, it's, it's probably crap. crap yeah. Right? Okay. Goodbye, guys. Whatever I said is my opinion only. So, adios. Adios. And thank you for listening. This is Frank and Paul's BS Time. Thank you very much. We love everybody. We love you all. Okay. Take care.